2: Let me tell you who I am. I am a survivor, a teenage mother, a welfare recipient, and a woman. I am a teacher, life coach, minister, lawyer, and author. I've had my share of breakups, breakdowns, and breakthroughs. I did my work and put my life back together piece by piece. I am Ian Van Zandt, and I am here to help you do your work. I am in San Antonio, Texas, to do the work with two women, sisters, who are in total breakdown. One raised uptown by loving, affluent parents, and another one raised downtown by the streets. Barbara is a 58-year-old businesswoman who wants to rebuild trust with the sisters she says was sleeping with her boyfriend behind her back for years.
3: It got very ugly, it got very ugly. A lot of things happened,
2: unforgivable things. Barbara is one of 18 siblings born into poverty. But when she was 11 months old, she says her mother gave her away to a wealthy aunt and uncle.
3: I went to private schools, I had the best. I I had beautiful dolls and clothes and all of those things.
2: Meanwhile, Barbara's sister Geneva says she was raised by their mother in the projects. At the age of 17, Barbara moved into her own house and asked if nine year old Geneva could come and live with her.
3: And we were inseparable. You know, I was more of a mother than I was a sister.
2: But years later, while living under her roof, Barbara says her boyfriend and Geneva began a sexual relationship that produced two children.
3: She became pregnant, and then that's when I started being told by friends that something was going on with her and my ex-boyfriend
2: decades later their relationship has never recovered generations of secrets and lies create future generations of chaos and confusion so i've asked both sisters to meet me at a rental home outside san antonio neutral ground where hopefully they will see each other from a new perspective Miss Barbara. Hi. How are you? I'm blessed, how are you? I'm blessed too, thank you. Good to meet you. Miss Geneva, how are you, my beloved? All right. You good? So why, Miss Geneva, from your perspective am I here? Why do do you think I'm here?
4: To help us get together, Mm -hmm.
2: to come close. And what are you willing to do to make sure that happens?
4: give it all I got, just for me and her to come close. Mm-hmm. And hoping that she trusts me and believes in me.
3: And why are you here? I'm here because I love you. I do want to be close. I'm scared to death. Of? Of her hurting me again. I want to be able to trust you, like I used to trust you. But I'm, pro- I'm afraid. I'm terrified that you're going to hurt me again. I want to be able to come to you and tell you if you do something wrong, because I raised you. I was more of a mother to you than I was a sister. I don't want you to turn around and make me out to be the bad okay. person.
2: OK. Now, what you're doing is you're defending your position. She told you from her heart why she's here. Now, you have gone all down into the story about what she's doing, you know? And anytime you stand on your position, you're gonna get knocked on your butt. Let me tell you why I'm here. Because I think that y- you need to understand that. I am here to interrupt the pattern. You two are in a dysfunctional pattern, and there are gonna be times and moments when you don't like me. So, are you all in?
3: I'm in. I'm in. All right.
2: Come on. First, I want to sit down with Barbara. She says her story begins when she was given away by her birth mother. Tell me about your hurt and your brokenness. Because, see, that's what you're living with your sister.
3: Well, I mean, everyone else was with my mother. My mother raised all the kids except me.
2: Did she give you away, or were the family members entrusted with your care willing to adopt you when maybe some of the other family members weren't?
3: The only reason I was in that family was because of my dad.
2: In what family?
3: And, and with my great-aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. was my great-uncle. Okay. He wanted a child, and he said that I used to crawl to him when they would play dominoes out in the yard, and I would crawl to him and under the tree that they played. And he, So
2: there was a connection.
3: Yes, and he said that um, one day he just went home to my great-aunt, m- my mom, and said, you know, we, we, ought to, we ought to take her. And my mom said, you know what, we'll take her if we can get her legally, but otherwise I'm not going to take her.
2: Well, so there it is right there. It's not that your mother put you up for adoption. It was a requirement that your adoptive parents made. Right, you're right. She says even though she grew up in the affluence of her adoptive mother's home, Barbara was forced to hide her secret pain.
3: My mother was all about appearances. Your mother was? Yeah. Because you had to be a certain way to be anything in her eyes. I went to her and told her, that I was being molested. By? By her nephew.
2: And how old were you?
3: Five. And she told me I was making it up. And she told me, if you told your dad, you're going to make him kill him, and you won't have a dad. So I never told him. I kept it to myself. So I hated her for that.
2: You hated her for what?
3: For not doing anything.
2: not Not protecting me and not believing you
3: yes
2: and so how do you frame that story within yourself that defines and determines who you are as a woman
3: i don't know who i am i've been searching for that for a long time i don't know who i am i don't feel like i've really belonged anywhere
2: you say you don't know who you are and yet, at age 17, you decide that you were going to go and get and raise your sister. Yeah, I did. Tell me, what goes on in the mind of a 17-year-old that makes her want to raise a nine-year-old? What were you thinking you were going to prove to yourself? That I was
3: worth something.
2: And you could and prove your worth? And I my sister
3: to be. I loved my brothers and sisters. So I was seeking love from her. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt like. We, we, she was needing love. I was needing love. You know, at the time, that's the way
2: I felt. Two cripples on a crutch. Yes, we were both a mess. Two cripples on a crutch. So it really wasn't about saving the child. It really was about to fill your own emotional voids. You were going to be for her, who nobody was for you. And you weren't equipped to do it. You used her.
5: And that's true.
3: But I didn't realize that I didn't realize that I was trying to fix me
2: through her. Have you ever owned up to that? I
3: never realized that I used her. Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: I read in your interview that you did with my producers that once you took Geneva in, you recognized that she was streetwise. Yes, what does that mean? When I say that, I just mean
3: that. She had been through a lot as a little girl, but she she saw
2: a lot of things
3: about sex and stuff.
2: She saw a lot of things. So when she began her cycle as a young woman, you wasn't talking to some wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, innocent 9-year-old. You were talking to a girl who had been through it. Yes. Barbara says Geneva was a teenager when she began sleeping with Barbara's boyfriend. You are the mother. You are the one providing shelter and guidance for this vulnerable young teenage girl from downtown in your house. Yeah? In your house. So she's under your Geneva roof. Geneva was
3: not vulnerable.
2: But she's under your roof, Miss uh, Barbara. She, it was my and responsibility. So, right.
3: I did not know that she was sleeping with my ex. Because when I asked her when she got pregnant, she said it was the guy next door. And we had I had told her over and over, Geneva, you need to not be doing that. It's not taking you anywhere. Miss Barbara. Get an education. Miss Barbara,
2: she's got one child. She's pregnant now. You off working, leaving her in the house with a man, and the most you could come up with is you need not be doing that? What did you teach her about being a woman who had been through it as a girl? I didn't teach her anything. Mm. I didn't know and anything. what did you do it? to counteract what you call her being streetwise? What did you do with that? I didn't do anything with it. I just, I didn't
3: understand it, I guess. Did you tell her about sex?
2: No, because we didn't talk about that. How were you helping her? And she's living under your roof. And every year from 14 to 17, she's pregnant. That kind of help, nobody needs. And I'm asking you, what did you teach her? about being a woman. I didn't teach her anything. You taught her something. So let me tell you what you do. You sit there and you figure it out. Cause that's, that right there, that ain't working for me and Miss Barbara. It's clear to me that Barbara really believes the story she is telling. Unfortunately, I cannot believe it. Miss Geneva. So next, I want to sit down with Geneva. How you doing? Fine. You are? Mm-hmm. It's a lot, this is a lot. She tells me that before she went to live with Barbara, she was raised by her mother in poverty. Let me see if I have this right, Miss Geneva. What I'm hearing you say to me is that your mother, a woman who couldn't read or write, had 18 children. And she continued to have children, even when she couldn't take care of them. Take care
4: of them? That's something I never understood. Asking the family members and whatever they, nobody ever wanted to explain it to me.
2: Man. And you met Barbara. At and seven. I met Barbara at seven. So you stayed with Barbara and for a while.
4: She came directly to me, and she said, "Oh, you're so pretty." So one day that she was like, "How would you like to stay with me?"
0: And I was like, "Where were you living?" I was living in a project. With your mom. With my mom. Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s. 1975 to be exact, with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch. It's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip
1: cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Geneva tells me she lived with Barbara off and on for the next five
2: years. At 14, she moved in permanently with Barbara. Geneva was already pregnant with her first child. You had a boy of 14, and you and the baby stayed with Barbara? Yeah. So you got pregnant with your second child by having sex with Barbara's boyfriend.
4: He was having sex with me, yes, he he did. He touched me. He,
2: he... he didn't touch you. Well, he, he had
4: sex with me, and when he had sex with me, Physically, he just went. He started feeling all on me. And then after he did that, that's when he went all the way through and had sex with me.
2: But do you get that you got pregnant and you were sixteen? That legally, that's statutory rate? Did you tell Barbara?
4: Yes, I did. She told me you're a damn liar Get out of my face. She said, he loves me. He don't love you. And she said, I know that you're trying to find love, but this ain't the way to find love. By lying. She said, you just get your
2: trifling ass out of you. Just lie. But you were 15. You were 16. And this was your sister's boyfriend. And she knew it. And she knew, she knew what was it. going on. Yes. She knew it. So what did your sister teach you about what it means to be a woman?
4: She taught me how to do what I have. I mean, how, how to survive.
2: Which is? She
4: just told me that this is how you make it. You ain't going to make it no other way. Because you ain't got no no background. You ain't got nothing to show. And so. What I knew, I knew. I just knew how to get out there and make it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have no money, I don't deal with you. Mm-hmm. That's how she taught me. And that's just And what does what deal
2: with you mean?
4: I don't lay up with you, I don't do anything. So, so I did, had to say Did her
2: boyfriend give you money to lay up with yeah, him?
4: Yeah, he bought me everything. He bought me the world. I had I never he bought me everything. When I started back to school, he bought all my school
2: clothes. Hold up. Let me just cut right through here. Because I've <sighs> d- done about as much of this as I can do. Bios was hoeing. You was hoeing! Well, I had to
4: learn, I learned from her.
2: Don't matter where you learn from, I cook. I learned how my grandmother taught me to cook, but I, I She put
4: me out there, she showed me what to do. What does that do? mean, she
2: put you out there? She
4: told me what I had to do. She put, she showed me what I had to do. You had to get is out what? there and make your Which is what? Tell me
2: what that is. Tell me why you're crying, baby. Tell me why you're crying. I feel bad. Okay, tell me what you feel bad about.
5: Because this is not right.
2: Come here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Well, first of all, I want you to just go ahead and cry. <laughs> Someplace in your body... <laughs> yeah. Someplace in your body... Do you believe that your sister allowed you to sleep with her boyfriend. Yes, baby. Yeah, that's the truth you just got to tell. <laughs> and you had two babies in that process. Yeah. Oh, boy, baby. Geneva's herd is deep, and I'm not clear Barbara has any clue how she's contributed to her sister's pain. Okay, so I'm going to ask Miss Barbara So, Come with me. With me. Hey, Miss Barbara. You know what she just told me? She told when I said to her what she teach you about being a woman, you know what she said? Hoeing. And that's why would she say that about you?
1: I
3: don't know why she would say that about me. And I'm not going to sit here and let anyone say that I taught her how to hoe. Come inside. I did not teach that girl how to hoe. And I'm not gonna let anybody sit here. This is the same game that is played over and over and not just with me.
2: I don't know. I don't know neither one of y'all. I'm I'm here because okay, well, you know I'm what? here because you called me. You
3: don't know me I... and I called you. Do you think for one minute that I would sit up here and be ignorant enough to call you and tell you I needed help for some stuff like that to come out that I did?
2: There's no way in hell. But you know what? Here's the thing, Miss Barbara. You've got to ask yourself that for my sister to think that what I did was teach her how to hoe. She was a
3: hoe when she came to me.
2: Hold on. Hold on. I'm not
3: going to sit here. I'm not trying to disrespect you by any means. But I've been through this walk. I've been through this journey. That's why I'm here
2: right now. Okay. What is it in your way of being what did she make up about that, or what is it that you presented to her that she could have misread? I did tell her as she, as she become older,
3: I said, you're around here having these babies after babies. You're laying around with different guys and becoming pregnant. How are you going to take care of these kids? I told her, I said, if you're going to lay down for free, you're stupid, because all you're getting." is pregnant and nobody, no father to take care of the child. Here's the piece that
2: I need you to get, Miss Barbara. With all of the self-righteous indignation you could dig up from the core of your being, you stood right there as I held your sister in my arms and told her she was lying on you. And now you tell me I taught her how to hoe. But I'm telling you,
3: I made the mistake. I should have never told her those
2: things. No, here's what you I should, should
3: have. I should have never took her and pretended to be a mother when I didn't even know how to be a mother.
2: OK, but no, here's what you should have never done. Screamed across this yard that your sister was a liar. That's what you shouldn't have done. Remember when you told your adoptive mother that her nephew was touching you? Right. And she said, you're a liar. That didn't happen. Do you know that's what you just did to Miss Geneva standing right there when she says my sister taught me how to hoe and you said you're a liar, that didn't happen. You just did to her what was done to you. Sometimes, in order to understand the patterns of the past, you must look at the next generation.
4: Hey, Miss Antoinette. Hello.
2: (laughs) So I want to talk to Geneva's daughter, Antoinette, whose father was Barbara's boyfriend. I want to see how the pathologies have shown up in Antoinette's life. Antoinette tells me that like her mother, she also became pregnant at a young age. Clear evidence of a dysfunctional pathology. So let me ask you this, because this is what happened to your grandmother, this is what happened to your mom, and this is what happened to you. What's going on in the mind and the life of a 13-year-old girl that she comes home pregnant? repeat. Yeah, but what was going on for you?
5: I was hurt because the situation, how I got pregnant, I was hurt.
2: How did you get pregnant?
5: I was raped. By? By one of the guys in my apartment complex.
2: Did you tell your mom?
5: No, because she always whooped me and all that. And then when she finally found out that it happened and stuff, she didn't believe me. You're lying, you're lying, you're lying, and stuff like that.
2: So when you told your mother that you had been violated by one of the men in your apartment complex, she didn't believe you? No. Nope. And so your first son is a product of a rape. This is it, just tragic to me. She's generation after generation of women. And each one of you invalidating each other's story. Let me find your mama. I'm gonna find her right now, and we are gonna have this conversation. Cause I need her to explain to me how it is that she ends up doing to you the very same thing she accuses your sister of doing to her. Somebody got to explain that to me. The time has come to break this pattern of denial. Miss Geneva! I asked Geneva to join us outside. I want her to really hear her daughter's story. Why don't you share with your mother your experience of when you told her what happened to you when you were 13. Why don't you share that
5: with her? Then when I told you that I got raped? Mm-hmm. And you see, you didn't believe me? It's not that I didn't believe you. You didn't believe me. No, but, it's not what that did, I, what The reason why you didn't believe, you didn't believe me because, and the reason why I said that you didn't believe me, because when you came out, you started, you're lying, you're lying, if I take you to the hospital and you're pregnant, I'm gonna I'm beat you, I'm gonna do this, right? Which is the same thing that you're saying to me,
2: Barbara did to you when you told her about her boyfriend touching you. She said to you, no, that didn't happen.
4: I didn't know how to be there because I've been through this situation. I don't know what, uh, hey, I would never talk. You know, I, I didn't know what was going on.
2: Miss Geneva, your baby girl said to you, a man hurt me. And whether she said it back then or whether she says it now, Your job is to take her in your arms and let her know you're sorry. What I need y'all to understand is all of y'all are doing the same damn thing, all of you. And it's tragic. And it goes all the way back to what happened with your mother and what happened with you. And instead of y'all coming together and telling the truth about what you see and what you saw and what you know and getting this thing here, y'all are fighting with each other and being mad with each other. And y'all got to hold on to each other. Miss Geneva, y'all got to clean this up. It's day two in San Antonio. It's time for Barbara Geneva and Antoinette to sit down together and really hear each other's stories.
5: Good morning, darling. Come to our girls' table.
2: I want to support Geneva as she shares her own experiences and disappointments with Barbara for the first time.
4: What I really want to tell you, I wanted to graduate.
2: Graduate from? High school. Yeah, I
4: high wanted high school. to have fun, but I understand you said I had to take care of my kids. I feel bad because I got a daughter. I got a son that graduated. You graduate. My baby sister graduated. And she had kids. And I wanted to go to college. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be an x-ray technician. I had all this, what I wanted to be. If you would have been there for me as a sister Mm -hmm. and helped me, I would have been better off, I feel. I feel I would have been better off.
3: It was basically my fault that yes. you didn't graduate, that you didn't, years later, you didn't acquire, you didn't have it in you to go out and say, you know what, no matter what the odds against me, okay, I'm hold still- on,
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't get it. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold I don't on. get it, I'm hold sorry, on. I don't hold get on. it. Hold on, hold on, take the edge off. I don't get it. Hold on. She is sharing with you- I understand, you... but I don't get it. Instead of listening to one another and hearing what the other one is saying, mm-hmm. you take it on, and then you begin to defend. Listen with your heart, Barbara, and not with your defenses. Tell me what you heard your sister say. Don't defend yourself. Just give her the right to have her experience and say what she needs to say. What did you hear your sister
3: say? I heard her say that basically if I had of given her more attention, you would have been able to pursue More of the dreams that you had that I knew nothing of. Okay, now that's not what
2: she said, but that's what you heard, and that's okay. Let me tell you what she said. Okay. The most important thing, Barbara, Uh is that she shared with you her vision for herself, which was to be an x ray technician and to go to college. Uh You didn't hear none of that. I heard. I heard all of so why, it. How, why then, when you responded to her, did you respond from the place about you? Not about I, I her. didn't respond about me. I you said, did.
3: I asked her. You did. I'm not find out so sit to sit here find out. And, you and be belittle and understand. I understand you're what you said. Making it about you, Barbara. No, I'm not. I'm making it about I,
2: you. I, I Your sister told you she feels inadequate, and you talking about you being belittle. So it's my listen, fault. I, I listen, listen, right listen. Answer. Could you validate her vision? Yes, you, I do. But you didn't. I'm watching you, and you made her story and her conversation about you, Barbara. Let me start over then. Let me just say it. No, 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 I'm talking to you. You don't get to run this because that's how we got where we are. You running the show. Validate your sister's vision.
1: Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal.
2: about the behavior that has brought us to this right now moment. And you can be a very shady lady.
3: I'm not shady and I'm through with this. Excuse me, excuse this. me. I am not a shady I person. Said,
2: listen to what I said. I listen, you don't listen. I said, you said you really? be shady, really? This is what I said. You can be a shady lady. Barbara, my experience of you is that you tell the pieces and the parts of the story that make mm-hmm. you look good. okay? And you have an air of superiority, meaning that you think you know it all. And you're going to force that knowing on everybody else. Perhaps because there. no one ever taught you as a woman how to speak and listen from your heart.
3: OK. I'm asking. I don't know. This child here? I've been there for her. I've been her. you being
2: I... right again. You're trying No, to I'm right.
3: not. I'm just telling you the
2: you're truth. Don't put words your in position. my
3: mouth. I'm just trying Excuse to tell you. I'm just trying to tell Hello.
2: You don't get to disrespect
3: me. I'm not disrespecting you, don't but you're disrespecting me, me by offering, trying to tell me who I'm
2: I am. I'm offering you a position to consider, Barbara. I de- never put no words and in your mouth. I'm trying to
3: consider, but you can't make me out to be something that I'm not. And constantly tell me, oh, you're trying to make yourself look good. Oh, you're trying to make yourself this. I know what I have been to this child.
2: But I haven't been that
3: her. to you. Well, that's the I'm point. good with that. I haven't been that to you. For whatever reason, my junk didn't that let me fun. be that with you. Okay, that's I'll fun. own it. That's but crazy. tell me
2: what you see. As the younger woman, tell me what you see going on here.
5: Well, the way I see it, basically she's kind of making it feel that she didn't do nothing wrong.
2: Her, no. yeah, mine.
5: But us, it's not that, that it's not tell that you that. feel that you didn't do nothing wrong. It's just the way you you talking to her is you are not giving her time enough to express herself to you. It's the same way you have talked to me. talked to her to ask her what's bothering her, and you're not doing that. You're just it's all up you basically telling her what you felt. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: It's gonna begin with you learning how to listen and how to hear in a very different way. And even, Barbara, when you get feedback from the universe about your way of being as a woman, you can't reject it. You have to take it in. So when a stranger says to you, Barbara, you can be shady, don't reject that. Say, hmm. How am I shady? Because you may just be shady with yourself. But you've got to understand, how is it that I stick my bosoms out and give myself credit for raising my sister, for being a mother to her, and I didn't know she had a vision? Here it is, Barbara, try this. Look at your sister and say, wow, I never knew you had a vision. Wow,
3: I just never knew. I never knew you had dreams and visions, I didn't
2: know. And forgive me for not asking.
3: And forgive me for not asking. It's my fault that I didn't
2: not ask. Not fault, not fault, not fault. Say, nobody ever asked me about mine. You didn't know how to do it, baby. Did you? is it possible that you were so busy trying to save her from her economic condition that you forgot about the condition of her soul yes yeah no baby no baby <laughs> you and I are not going to have a conversation okay junior ladies i'll be back come on miss barbara Tell me what you think. Tell me what's going on.
3: What I'm struggling with right now is that people that really know me, that's the first thing that comes out of their mouth is how much I love them, how much I've done for them, how much, and, and I don't mean financially. I just mean in being there. And I don't agree with some things, but I'm, I'm gonna just keep praying. No, no, such as what? I just don't agree with some of the stuff that she said. Such like, a... she was the victim, 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 victim. <laughs> I don't agree with some of that, but I-
2: That's her experience.
3: Right, that's what I was going. That's her experience. Right. And it's my experience because I feel like I was the victim in something. It's Antoinette's experience because she was the victim. We were all victims yes, at you some were. point. Yes. So I'm, I'm seeing that now.
2: And what I need you to understand is no matter what the experience was, Miss Barbara, as an elder, mm-hmm. everything is exactly as it needs to be, and everything happened exactly as it needed to happen in order for you to learn how to be better.
3: So it was a journey. It was a journey. I had to take this journey.
2: That's why you gotta look at this different. Okay, why did I get out? Hey, I got out so that I can be a ladder for other people to climb out, not a rope to pull them out. And you've been a rope. You've been a rope dragging people out. Yeah, that's a good
3: that, that's a good way to explain it.
2: So here's a teaching on the eldership teaching. You've got to be able to sit in Miss Geneva's face and let her tell you her story from her perspective without you needing to defend or deny and simply be able to say, I hear you. And part of the reason you hear from your head is because there's never been a real healing between you and Geneva about this situation with your ex. Let's just go here with me for a minute. I'm not challenging you at all. I really want us to work this through because her experience is that she told you that this man was being inappropriate with her and you denied it.
3: All I can do at this point is look at you straight in your eyes and tell you my sister never told me that she was, he was touching her inappropriately. My sister never told me that he was doing anything to her. And that's the honest to
2: God's truth on everything I love. Whether she told you or not, Miss Barbara, your teenage sister, Got pregnant twice under your roof. You gotta look at what kind of environment that I create that wouldn't make this possible? You gotta say, shoot, what was I thinking? Where the hell was I looking? How did I make making money and the, my image and my profession more important than this broken soul that I took into my nest? Come on. Have a seat. Barbara and Geneva have come a long way. But to bring closure to this process, they need to move past the stories that have caused this breakdown. Now, what do we do about the situation between the two of you where, as I understand it, she feels that you were aware and knew what was going on between her and your ex and you may feel that she did it willingly, voluntarily, whatever. How do we resolve that?
4: I don't want you to ever think that I wanted this because I didn't. I fought him off. I did everything I could to try to keep me and you close. And no one ever come between me and you. No man, no woman, nobody. You are my sister and I love you.
3: I love you too. I have to become aware of my own mistakes, Geneva, that I, first of all, leaving you there as I traveled was not a good idea. And I have walked that walk with my own mother, trying to tell her something that was, you know, someone was doing to me and getting a deaf ear. So I didn't realize I had done the same thing to you. So I asked for forgiveness for that. And I just think that at this point, for us, It's just time to put it to breast.
2: One of the things that is very important to women is ceremony. So I have a ceremony that I want to take all three of you through. You up for that? Okay, come with me. I lead them in a foot washing ceremony in order to cleanse away past hurts and the path they have walked. Foot washing is an ancient ritual that demonstrates humility and service.
5: I pray that, you always, that I always love you. You'll always be the best mom.
2: As each woman performs the ceremony, she says a prayer for the others.
5: And I pray for peace
3: within your heart. And I pray that you know that you are a good mother.
4: Thank you for everything that you did. You brought us here to get help and stuff. And I hope that we go with a happiness. And I love you. I love you.
5: I love you. It's okay. It's okay.
2: Take care of each other. And my work here is done. (laughs) Take care of each other. Broken little girls become wounded women. And here we have generation upon generation upon generation of broken little girls who became wounded women. I hope they've learned enough here in our time together to put them on the right track. They've got a long way to go.
1: Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean